from the Stereo Sound Record Studios, your home for the best in unsigned and indie punk, rock, and metal. This is The Mosh Pit with your host, Wes Everett. Welcome to the Mosh Pit. It's your host, Wes Everett, and I am here with the band Wither Decay. Josh, if you want to kick things off, tell everybody who you are and what you do. Hey, yeah, my name is Josh. Uh, I play guitar. That's straight it. That's the, all I do. Straight to the point. <laughs> keep the introduction short. I love it. Ethan, on to you, man. I'm Ethan, and I play bass. <laughs> and I'm um, Alex. Yeah, yeah. My name's Alex. Uh, I play drums and occasionally make pretty good jokes, but that's about it. Sweet. Well, thank you guys for coming on, hanging out with the pit. Uh, let's get First right in. For having us. Yeah, absolutely, man. Absolutely. Let's get right into it. So, you guys, um, let's talk about your influences for Wither and Decay. Let's talk about who inspired you to start playing music, to pick up that guitar, that bass, and uh, you know what you got. Um. So like when I was like really young, uh, so like I have like older, older siblings, like 10 year gap between us. So like when I was, when I was really young, like five, six, seven years old, my older brother and sister, you know, they were, you know, teenagers, like in like the, the nineties. So everything they were listening to was stuff like Pantera, Slipknot, Tool, uh, things of that nature. Um, so I grew up like listening to that stuff, but then like, I don't know, I, I really got into like music when, when I, you know, teenager, 13, 14 years old bands, like, uh, like kill switch engage were huge on me. And that's kind of like when I first picked up a guitar was like, I wanted to learn how to like play a breakdown, like, like essentially like how like they did and like write cool riffs. Um, so like, that's kind of like where it started for me, essentially. Cool. Cool. Anybody else? Um, yeah, man. Uh, I started listening to like, I guess you would say modern metal when I was pretty young, probably like eight or something. I discovered some song on some compilation CD and always thought it was pretty cool. And into my teenage years, I started getting more into stuff like As I Lay Dying and um, Kill Switch Engage, uh, Avenged Sevenfold, and we used to have breakdowns and all that business. And Started uh, picking up my brother's guitar. Like when he'd be at work, I'd sneak down into his room and plug it in and just mess around on there for a while and realized that I liked playing it and just kind of kept going from there, to be honest. So yeah. I guess um, my introduction to music and whatnot was actually when I was pretty young. And uh, it was actually one of my dad's friends. His name is Pat. And, you know, he spent most of the 90s playing in bands in Omaha. Um, and he played guitar and I saw him doing that. And I was like, that's super cool. I want to play the guitar. Well, then I tried and it was just awful. You know, couldn't figure out how to wrap my hands, you know, around to make chords and stuff. So I gave that up. But he, you know, this Pat guy, he actually had a drum set at his house. And I just hopped behind that and picked it up pretty easy. So it kind of went from there. Um, but my uncles are actually the ones that got me into, you know, heavy music. They tried showing me, you know, hate breed, um, 
Lamb of God, stuff like that. And I was like, well, this is pretty cool. You know, I could definitely listen to this, definitely try and play stuff like this. And then just kind of went from there. And then I met Josh when I was 15 and basically have only ever been in bands with him since. So it was gradual, but started pretty early for me. So, you know, bringing all those influences into this new single, um, Cold Embrace, what was it like writing that song? Um, so that one, uh, I'm trying to remember the pro so fun story about, uh, cold embrace. Okay. Uh, that came out, we put that out in like March, right? So March 20, you know, 2022 is, is when the song comes out. The song was written like at the very tail end of 2019, maybe the beginning of 2020. Um, so it had been written a long time, like musically anyway. There were no, there were no vocals on it or lyrics or anything like that. And that was back when you know we had our old vocalist in the band. Um, me and him actually, like, uh, so like he. So our, I guess let me like, for the most part, our writing process. Like there are times where like as a band we'll we'll write, um, like we'll practice and kind of jam something out. But a lot of the songs that we do have. Uh, like our writing process is like our, when our old vocalist was in the band, he would do it. Um, or Blake, our other guitar player, you know, we'll sit down at a computer. We like one of the guitar players, myself, Nathan or Blake, we might have like a riff or something that we'd come up with or an idea, but based off that idea, we'll be like, Hey, whoever's like in the main chair, <laughs> uh, you know, program these this drum rhythm for me like just do this uh so i can record over it or see how this sounds um and at the time that was uh our old vocalist dylan and so i i think i had like an idea and i was just like hey can you map this out for me and and basically from there it just we go piece by piece where it's like okay this sounds cool uh now do this kind of a drum pattern for me and then play guitar parts and then you know other members of the band alex ethan um they'll you know, have their input, like, oh, what if we do something like this or something like this? And that's for the most part how we write. Um, there are a few exceptions to that, like um the song Broken, like that one was written as a band, like just us jamming. Uh closure, I believe, for the most part. I, I think that one was written as just us jamming as a band. Um, but for the most part, like, yeah, we'll do all like most of our writing like sitting down at a computer so that way we can like let parts like breathe and like we can like listen to them over and over again because like we'll save everything and like put them in like our dropbox or whatever and uh we have like a <laughs> we have like a whole dropbox full of just like rejected songs or ideas <laughs> and it's like pretty fun to go back to because a lot of the stuff is really really cool just like not the kind of stuff we want to put out though um so like with cold embrace yeah it was just like me and dylan um you know going part by part by part and it it's it's weird that like <laughs> I guess I can ask ask you if you you feel the same way, but like if you go on the music video for it, I swear to God, like ninety percent of the comments talk about like, man, this sounds like some shit I'd listen to in high school. This gives me like two thousand seven, two thousand eight vibes, and I'm like, yeah, it, I mean, it makes sense because like that's you know like kind of like you know the era of when I was a teenager and stuff, um, but 
it's weird because I don't like I don't hear it. Like I don't hear it being like a post hardcore song from that era, but like everyone I know that's listened to it, everyone on like the comments on YouTube and Facebook and everything like that, they're like, Yeah, this gives like mad 2008 post hardcore vibes which is it's cool it's a cool compliment like i i like I, I it's cool that people today uh fuck with stuff from or can we cuss on here sorry i don't know if... oh yeah absolutely <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> my, my bad um, but yeah it's really cool that like people people like that are listening to metal or hardcore post hardcore whatever you want to you know sub genre bullshit like fuck with like older sounding stuff um i think that's that's really 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 cool yeah i mean nostalgia is like high right now and call me weird but i cannot get nostalgic for like 2008 that was you know not really that long ago for me right (laughs) you know yeah no i i I agree i mean i've been out of high school since oh three so you know cut me a little slack here i'm still rocking you know early papa roach (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah i feel that i i i get like nostalgic from time to time just because like you know i think it was like 2010 was like when when i got out of high school um but yeah it's yeah nostalgia i'm glad that's the word you brought up our our guitar player nathan always makes a joke that like Oh, now now people think of us as like a nostalgia core. Like everyone, everyone keeps saying they feel nostalgic listening to to our band. So we're just like nostalgia core now, and we should just embrace that. <laughs> the Hervey violence stays in fashion.
compared to bands like misery signals and stuff like yeah. that a lot just like you know bands that were ripping it when we were first starting to play shows mm-hmm. you know so it's cool Dude, that's awesome that is awesome let me uh backtrack a little bit and let's talk about the music video for cold embrace so you guys just have released it july 1st right well well the music video oh, the music video came out uh march 20 something i thought okay yeah maybe i've had the date wrong yeah it was uh i think it was march 21st okay to be honest 
Okay. The March 11th. March yeah. 11th. I don't, I don't know what I'm talking about. It's March. <laughs> uh, Mar- Mar- March. March 11th was when it when the video came out. I don't remember when it went live on streaming services. I think it was probably like a week or two after that. I got you. Um, yeah, yeah. It was like the 21st that it went on streaming services, I think. Okay. Yeah. Or something. So what was it like shooting that video? Uh Dude, so much better than all of our last videos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna tell a quick story, and then I'll let Ethan and Alex talk about this. Uh, the reason, the reason Ethan's saying that is because, um, so we have a music video for a song called "Closure," and we have another music video for a song called "Passerby." Uh, the music for video, they're both really sick videos, by the way. Super biased opinion both really cool <laughs> um, but closure was like in this warehouse like we shot it in this warehouse like i don't know like an hour outside of omaha um a friend of ours um shout outs to a band called uh the tale untold uh their vocalist let us shoot this music video in like this warehouse that they they like own or, or rent or something but um it was freezing like if you watch the video you can see our breath in it uh like just not a good time very 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 cold uh we post about it and then our guitar player i think the caption for when we put the video out or or caption for some post on on instagram and facebook or some shit was like never shooting a fucking music video in that kind of cold again but knowing our luck like we're gonna shoot our next video in like ungodly heat fast forward like six months later um for the passerby video and, and again different different warehouse type thing you know as the as metalcore bands do uh sweating our balls off just profusely it's just super hot the literal opposite of the last music video um so then when we did cold embrace the temperature was perfect so throwing that out <laughs> yeah. there <laughs> yeah yeah man that that closure video i think it was negative 10 inside the building while we were filming it yeah that sucked yeah yeah dude i mean we're there like six hours um the dude shooting the video it it was so cold that the battery for his camera had like kept dying so we'd only be able to film for like what like 15 20 minutes at a time then we'd all have to go off and he'd have to swap out batteries and throw that one on the charger and we'd warm up yeah It it was awful and then the passerby one was just midday in July in a little warehouse that has no air in it at all. And we're all wearing black. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. <clears throat> but yeah. The, the cold embrace video was a ton of fun. We had, um, we had a good friend of ours, Randy Edwards. Uh, he, he filmed and edited the video. He, if you don't know who he is, He's probably like the most talented human being to come out of Omaha, Nebraska. <laughs> he's been in like, he's an amazing guitar player. He was in um, a lot of really cool bands here, more notably a band called Superior. But like what he's doing now is he's a, you know, filmographer for, he like right now he's, he's like the photo guy for As I Lay Dying. Like that's his day job as he goes on tour with bands and, and shoots video and, and um, photo for them. So he's, he's on tour with As I Lay Dying. Uh, at the moment and then like normally he'll be on tour with like uh animals as leaders or Pliny or intervals um dude just 
so 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 talented at, at everything he touches uh it's incredible um but yeah we we had him uh drive back to omaha because he's from color he lives in colorado now so he he drove up to us um we filmed it in our practice well okay so the practice space that we have is like tied to a recording studio and the guys who like own or rent the building uh they uh they basically like agreed to like let us use like their they have like a like a uh what's the drum room like a big drum room to record drums in yeah they have like a big live room so we recorded most of it in there but then like the single shots of us were recorded in the uh like the actual you know room the control room i guess is what you can call it where they like you know record uh guitars and bass and do editing and everything like that uh but yeah it was so much fun like probably the most fun i've ever had shooting a music video that's pretty killer man that was pretty killer so let's talk about the uh your favorite venues that you guys have played together or maybe not even together if there's one that you play with another (laughs) band uh together for me it would be the warehouse in wisconsin um the the venue itself is really cool um just because it's like a it's like an all-ages venue which is just like something like i feel like is essential to to music in general just to get like younger people involved uh and to keep like this kind of shit going but like the the stage uh was like you know really good size the sound was really good the the one drawback is this fucking venue has like eight million goddamn stairs you have to go oh, up the stairs dude fuck those stairs yeah the wi-fi password is those damn stairs <laughs> yeah like it's it's like four sets of really steep stairs that you have to carry gear up and down uh and they're like big sets of stairs it's the fucking just like the worst thing ever wow yeah <laughs> that was it was rough <laughs> couldn't even hook you guys up with like a you know a uh, service elevator the best part yeah. about that is after he got done unloading um blake is just like blake's toast like he's tired he's sweaty all that and one of the guys working at the venue looks at him he goes why don't you use the elevator and he's like there's an elevator he's like no i just like saying that to the bands it's pretty funny <laughs> misty eyed the bargain
that's terrible that is terrible <laughs> um fuck i think uh my favorite venue i've played at it wasn't with wither decay it was with a, another band i was in it's the uh marquee theater in denver that place is just fucking sweet man like it's got like um like a pizza shop in the very front of it and then like just this enormous bar when you walk in the stage is huge it's, it's a cool place man the sound there was cool i think that's that's definitely definitely my favorite place i've played so far i definitely do <laughs> yeah, I, was say, I I do too, but I don't want to throw anyone under the bus, so I'm not. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know what? I'll definitely throw mine under the bus because it doesn't even <laughs> exist anymore. No, no, my uh, my least favorite venue I've ever played at um, was a venue in Omaha called the Hole, and it actually had two separate venues. The oh, first yeah. one, um, the first one I played in was actually in the first band I was in with Josh. And that one was pretty cool because there was at least a stage and like, you know, there was an area where people could mosh and stuff. And, you know, it wasn't terrible. But the second whole location was literally just a concrete basement. I think it was connected to like a T-shirt shop. But like you could fit all of 15 people in this room. There was no PA. So it's just live sound. And, you know, I hit really hard, admittedly. Um, So you could really only hear drums um but it it just sucked like it was cool to play the show but that venue was just garbage yeah i've been there a couple times yeah it was just confirm it it was butt cheeks yeah you you felt uh it was one of those places that like as soon as you walk in you feel like you need to go to a doctor and get a checkup yep wow for sure yeah no but um as far as like favorite venues my favorite venue that I've played at was when I was in a band called Iron Sights, which Ethan was also in, but it's called, I believe, the Vaudeville Hey, 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 whoa, 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 whoa. That's whoa. That, you know, you're right. J- Josh was in it, too. Josh <laughs> was also in Iron Sights. <laughs> but this was the first go around. Um, it was shortly after I had joined the, or joined that band. We played at a place called Vaudeville Muse in Des Moines. And I mean, it's not like a super stellar venue, but it's it's old like it's just really old so the design in there's cool there's like a little bar there's a balcony where you can go up and watch the bands um and it's just like a good atmosphere and it's actually where i met my uh girlfriend you know this was probably three or four years before we had actually started dating but uh that uh that definitely gives it some i guess sentimental points for sure I, yeah. I think it, the design of that place is like really, really cool too. Like just like oh yeah, the stage is huge. Just just to like to like paint a picture, I guess better is like you walk in and just think it's just a hallway. Like I mean, like it's you know wide, but it's just straight and narrow. Like that's it. Like a lot of places like will have like side rooms and shit like that. Like no, it's like you walk in, you can see the stage from the door and like the bars to your right. Uh, you know, you go to the back of the room and that's where the stage is. But then like. Uh, the staircase that leads up to like the balcony is like, I think it's a really cool design. Cause like the balcony only it, it's only center facing. Like it's not like a balcony where you like, you're, you're going to be around like to the left or the right or, or anything. Um, so it's like the stairs are like hugging the wall to the right and you just go up them and then you just like, you know, can hang over the rail or at, I, I don't remember if they had seats or up there or anything like that. I think but, they did. 
and then they like you know the and the stage was like decently sized for for it being a smaller venue but the sound there was you know like pretty damn good for being like a little dive bar kind of thing but i yeah that place that place is really really cool yeah for sure i liked it a lot that is awesome i love hearing about the other venues because we've got some kick-ass venues here in atlanta but um you know i like hearing about the other ones that you guys have played where you played all that what what what's um so i've been to atlanta once there's a there's a venue there that's like four venues in one what's it called the masquerade yeah that place fucking rules yes it does (laughs) i i want to i want to i want to play there really badly i've i've been on tour with someone who played there and i i was like their tour manager so i you know helped sell merch and, and shit like that and i i just remember like going through each one and seeing them and i i thought that was i want to play there really really badly that's probably like the coolest looking venue i've seen in person is is that place nice yeah it, it's definitely awesome the guy who runs it is just a complete just awesome dude Hell I'll yeah. get you I didn't think talking. that's where that was going, man. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I thought you were gonna be like, this guy is a fucking piece of shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh no, no. I will um I'll get his info over to you. Wither, decay, cold embrace.
If you guys could collaborate with any band, who would you like to uh, work with? That's a good uh, fucking question. Yeah, there's a <laughs> lot of really, really good bands. Um, you want me to? You want me to throw it this way? We'll do it. Top three. Okay. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I think that made it worse. <laughs> I th- I, we could do. We could do. We could do like one one band each. That might yeah. work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to just throw out the obvious one. Uh, Counterparts, they're, they're my favorite band in the world. Uh, and I think I think all those guys are super, super, super talented. Um, and I also think Brendan Murphy's lyrically an incredible writer and also like a really, really, really funny human being and has like the same kind of like sense of humor as me. So like musically, I think it would be fucking awesome. And then just hanging out and working with them, I think would be really cool. I feel like we'd get along with them. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. Um, I would have to say, man, Alex, why don't you go ahead? Let me think about this a little bit more. For sure. Um, I, I mean, I think it would be cool to work with um, either JT or Jesse from Era. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Just because, I mean, Era is really fucking good, and those two are incredible at what they do. Um, so I, I think at the very least, it would just make for some pretty banger, I guess, guest spots. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah dude, I agree with that for sure. Incredible vocalists. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have to say either like Blood Youth or maybe Landmarks. Both those bands are kind of blown up right now, and they're both just so fucking talented. You know, Landmarks rules. If you've ever listened to Landmarks, listen to Landmarks. Is that that German band? Uh, uh, no, they're from the UK. Both those bands are from the UK. Okay. Yeah. No, I mean, they just, I don't know, the way they write and the way they record the tones, everything that they have is just like the the shit that I like, you know? Yeah. It, what's cool about like Landmarks too is like they're, they're like on like the more of like a hardcore side, but then like they'll have like middle quarry aspects of like breakdowns and choruses and Horses, stuff. But like, yeah. but like their riffs and everything like that are like, like old school hardcore influence. So it's kind of insane to see like a, band like them get like huge kind of like kind of reminiscent of like very old not i mean very old like i'm talking like it's like you're like 30 years old but like a decade ago like old bear tooth mm-hmm. like um they were like very hardcore um in the in their starting but like landmarks has has been that way you know they haven't stopped being that way and it, it's really cool to see uh, a band like that like getting popular because that kind of style i feel like is uh not ran its course but like to, to the to the general audience has but like, seems like they're kind of like reviving it, which is pretty cool in my opinion. Oh, dude, and I mean, their vocalists and Grant going back and forth would just be fucking sweet. Yeah. I mean, honestly, there's a million bands that I feel like would be really cool. I do have an honorable mention. Grant. Yeah, saxophone dude from the Midnight. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Saxophone guy <laughs> from the Midnight would be incredible. Um, actually, okay, not 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 that like I mean it'd be really cool to collab with these guys or even do like a split EP or something. But I just want to give a shout out um, to a band called Dreamwake. Yeah, they actually they actually did get the saxophone guy from um, <laughs> the Midnight to to do saxophone stuff on their album, and they're 
the best way to describe them is uh think of like you know uh just like a metalcore band that has like really awesome riffs uh you know very catchy choruses really awesome breakdowns but then like apply 80s synth over all of it <laughs> and it 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 fucking rules so yeah check out dream Break. that band's really really dope nice i'll put them on the list um the list the list <laughs> do you <Exclusive>. guys <laughs> It's it's really not. It's super easy to get on this list. <laughs> um, speaking of lists, did you guys see the uh, the new classic rock list that um, I don't remember who put it out, but a lot of people have shared it with like 160 some odd bands on it. Oh God, no! Uh, it's, is it is it bad? No, no, no. It's pretty awesome. I is think it you make guys me did, feel old. Uh, no, no. These are bands okay. from like. 2022 that are really like stirring up dust and just kicking ass and taking names and i feel like you guys should be on there i'm gonna have to petition them and be like hey oh this band out oh shit that'd be really really cool if you can can send over send the 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 list over to us that'd be that'd be gnarly yeah i'll shoot the link and the uh the guy who shared it so this Uh, is gonna be like one of those like classic rock bands and it's like fucking blink 182 and shit yeah. like that and i'm just like no <laughs> three oh. days grace <laughs> lincoln park <laughs> no 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 they're actually bands who have um put out albums i think since 2010 so it's like new classic rock if That's that makes crazy. sense yeah, yeah I, wow. to me it I, doesn't but like i can see why maybe other people would no, 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 the modern <laughs> classics yeah, yeah modern. It, okay that that makes sense yeah, yeah, it, it's kind of cool. Like I said, I'll shoot it over to you. But yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. Until then, um, next 12 months, what are your guys' three goals for the band? Without spoiling too much, um, we we want to have... We, we go back and forth on this like a, like, like a million times and we never... We can never get a definitive answer, but we want to, I want to have at the very least another EP out. Um, Cause we've only ever put out one EP. And then for, since then we've just been putting out singles. Um, but yeah, I want to have at least another EP out, if not a full length. I, it, there's days where I'm like, man, a full length, I think would be way cooler. And then there's other times where I'm like, well, an EP is easily more digestible for the listener. But then at the same time, you know, people could be like, oh, well, we want more. So then, you know, a full length can provide that. But then again, like, you know, writing a full length could take longer. But yeah, for me personally, just like having some sort of like five to ten album out. Yeah, yeah, I'd I'd agree with that. Um, You know, get a get some more music out there, probably expand. our merch store and our merch designs a lot. Um, I would like to have a lot of variations and a lot of, you know, options, um, especially with fall season, honestly, like right around the corner. So. What about you, Alex? No, no, I think um, I definitely agree with Josh. I think an EP or a full length would be great. EP is definitely more doable. Um, but I, I mean, we're all super talented, so I could definitely see us writing a full length. And I also agree with Ethan. I would would definitely like to expand our merch a little bit. I mean, I know that's 
not our main focus right now, but I think introducing new designs, then, you know, offering variations of current designs would be cool. But I think my main goal for the band over the next 12 months is to uh, come up with a decent marketing plan so we can, you know, increase some of our engagement on what we post and kind of grow that following a bit more. Cause not that we have a small following, like, you know, there, there's definitely people that listen to us and listen to us consistently, but you know, getting more exposure is never a bad thing. So I think that would be, uh, I don't know. That's, that's probably my goal. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree with that too. Just like yeah. any gaining, any kind of following is always, always good, no matter how big or small you are. So yeah, getting pumping them numbers up would, would definitely <laughs> you know, it's always numbers. good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what's going on? Redefined images.
good goals, man. I, I'm looking forward to new music from you guys. And speaking of that topic, how do you guys feel ver- with the EP versus singles? Because a lot of bands are doing the singles thing now, like once every month, just to kind of keep their names on the radar. But at the same so, time, I, sorry, go ahead and finish. I was just saying at the same time, an EP is more, you know, everything's here. Enjoy it. All of it. Here so, you go. so I think like actually like what bands are doing instead is, um, and I think like, you know, I think we'll probably go this route too if we do an EP or even a full length, if, if, if it's a full length, maybe not to like this, that degree, but what a lot of bands do nowadays is they'll, you know, put out three, four songs of the EP before the EP's out. And then the EP drops and they're like, boom, it's six songs. So you've already heard four of them. And then here's the other two, mm-hmm. um, which I don't, I don't think is a bad idea though, because uh, you know, if you're putting out a song every two or three months, you know, you're, you're, you're keeping interest in the band. Um, and then once the EP's out, you know, that's, you know, what, however, if it, or if it's an album, you know, however many songs left that they didn't include um, off the rip, it, then, you know, then, then they get, you know, those extra songs and the interest is still there for, you know, however many days, weeks, months. Uh, I think that's like the smartest thing you can do. Um, which is something like we, I'm not going to lie. We kind of failed at doing ourselves is like, we kind of, except this year, this year has been pretty good. We, you know, we released a song last August and then we just released one in March and we're about to, uh, spoiler alert. We're about to release one within the next month or two. Like it's the song's done. It's ready to go. Uh, we just got to do a couple things like with like album art and like shoot a music video or whatever, but, um, that should be out within the next two months. Um, but yeah, I think, I think releasing content consistently is, is a huge thing bands can do or should do in my opinion. I mean, we're, we're not a big band by any means, like we're a pretty small band, but like just from seeing even like bigger bands, you know, and what they do, just always constantly having something out. Like era is a good example. Era put out like their full length album, which is a fucking banger front to back. Then I don't know, however many X months later, they put out a deluxe edition of that album where they, <laughs> and these weren't even B-sides either. They wrote like th- three new fucking songs and then recorded three cover songs. So then it was like the album plus three new originals plus three covers. And then like a fucking week ago, they just put out another new song. And this all happened within, I think, like a six month time frame, yeah. which is just like absolutely insane to be putting out like that much music in such a small window and have it be the quality that it is. Uh, that's honestly something like I would love to strive for. Um, is it ideal? Maybe not. Uh, we all, you know, like that's their job, I believe is, is just that band. So like, I feel like they probably have just like more time and resources. Uh, whereas like, you know, we all have like our day to days and if they, they might too, I, I could be completely wrong. If they do have their day to days, like then that's even more fucking impressive uh, that they make the time to do that. <laughs> it could never be me. But, um, uh, yeah. Like I personally, I would just love to like have, whether it be pushing out um, more content consistently, uh, even if it's just like, not even just music, just like anything like videos of us writing shit like this, like this podcast, like uh, you having us on here, um just any way that like we're still actively putting out anything that has to do with the band i th- i think is smart 
Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd absolutely agree with that. The thing with the whole um, dropping three to four singles before the EP even comes out, the reason it works so fucking well is it's just like what a lot of bands do or what they were doing is like, you know, you do this drop one single and you'd be like, hey, you know, it's January and they're like, October, this album comes out and that's it. You know, by the time the album comes out, everyone's fucking forgot that the album's coming out. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when you have like consistent releases throughout, like right about the time where like someone's like, oh, man, I wonder when something else is going to come out. The next song fucking hits and then the next song fucking hits. So it, like keeps the band fresh in your mind for when the actual release happens. And it, I, I think it just helps, you know. Yeah, absolutely. honestly, uh, honestly, like that, that might even be the route for us, even like uh, mm-hmm. writing, writing a full length worth of music, but not putting it all out, like maybe putting out an EP and then putting out like a single or two after that, that, that doesn't EPs. even go on, not even, well, no, 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 it could be like an EP and then another single or two that doesn't go on. They're just singles, you know, and then, yeah. oh, we have three more songs after that. And that could be its own little small EP, like. I think she like that's like pretty smart too. Um, yeah, I mean that's like what Four Today did is that they wrote like four albums worth of shit, and then like they just used it over like four like the four releases. They all sounded almost exactly the same. It's because it was all written at the same time, I guess. Right. Well, you guys, you know, you mentioned having the Dropbox full of songs you'll never release because you said it's not your style not not what you guys want to put out would you ever consider either a putting those songs out like a b-side just to keep relevant or would you Mm. be willing to sell those songs to another artist i mean we've definitely talked about putting them out as b-sides i don't think we've ever discussed actually selling them to a different artist though that's kind of that's like an interesting thought not something that that, yeah that's something i've i've never thought of i I think I'd be more into doing that only because so like the songs that are like in our Dropbox or like the ideas or demos that we have uh, like, like how I'd mentioned, I think, I th- I don't know if that was, I think we were talking to like before they even the interview started about how like, you know, we have a million songs in our Dropbox that are like, we're not going to use, but um, I think the reason I, I personally, and you know, this could change, but right now personally i wouldn't want to put them out as b-sides only because uh the way we record is different than like how we demo we we actually go sit down at a studio you know we pay a producer or an audio engineer to like record guitars drums vocals then we send it off for mixing and mastering and that's like a whole process that costs money and time and i'd rather i'd rather spend the time and money on on songs that reflect us now as a band versus like something I wrote like five years ago uh, that like, I'm not as like proud of or stoked on. Um, So like, yeah, the idea of like, if another band were to like hear it and be like, Oh, that's really sick. I want to use that. I'd be perfectly okay with like parting with it. <laughs> yeah. Agreed. That's cool. Like I said, it was just a, just one of those random questions that I was like, you know what? That'd be a cool question to ask. No, no, that, oh, yeah, yeah, no, no, that, that never even yeah. thought of it. You know? That's that's no, that's a that's a really fucking cool question, actually. Um, but again, like I said, that's you know, that's subject to change. Who knows, like in a year or two now, and I go back and listen to like that's why the songs were never deleted, is mm-hmm. 
you know, I could go back in a year or two and be like, actually, that was fucking really cool. Like, why didn't we or even a part? Um, so, I mean, yeah, I mean, passer never say was, never, never say never, you know? Yeah. I, I mean, passerby was honestly comprised of like several songs from the ideas folder and stuff that Josh wrote, like, uh, you know, we yeah. took the bones from one and just put it all together. Nice. So it, it does come in handy at times. Oh yeah, because I mean, even just anything as small as just that one little riff somewhere, and you're like, "Hey, I could use that somewhere else." Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Let's talk about um, what's the best advice that you guys have ever gotten from somebody in the music industry as far as your band goes? Shit, that's a good question. Uh, it was from a sound guy stage volume (laughs) fucking it does your amp does not need to be that loud on fucking stage man like keep it down at like a low level you're gonna get the best fucking live mix out of it and if you want to be louder turn yourself up in the monitors leave your fucking amp alone like yeah that's 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 a really good thing for for playing live on the flip side do you guys have any advice for anybody trying to make a name in their in this uh, wonderful music business, um, strive strive for quality. I think a mis- a big mistake I see you know local bands or smaller bands do is, and and I get not everyone financially and everything like that is, is capable. Um, you know maybe you have to resort to going a cheaper route, but I strongly strongly believe that if you you know put in the time effort and and you know money into putting out a product like if you record if you're like a smaller band and you're looking to record music and put it out like don't don't put out music that you recorded like on garage band uh don't don't put out music that like your friend recorded for you on garage band or something like that like make sure make sure that like you're putting out something that like sounds really really good and not even just like sounds really good to you like listen to your song that you recorded and then listen to like your favorite band and compare them like does my quality match up to that and it doesn't have to match up 100% like obviously but like is it close to that or like am, am I too far off Um, you know it I feel like having a really good sounding mix um, for your music goes a long way and, and it also just shows that you care uh there's plenty of bands i've listened to where like the mix is just like really 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 bad and and i'm just like man how like why did you put that out like how are you okay with putting that like i, I don't know personally I, it just kind of bums me out because there's a lot of music i've heard that like i'm like man i can tell this music's awesome but like fuck you need to redo this <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I uh, I agree with that. Also, I think uh, sorry, I'm gonna add more to be open to constructive criticism, man. Like you know, show your shit to other musicians and before you even put it out, uh, other band dudes, like people that you look up to in your scene and in your industry, if you have connections to them, um, and just be open to what they have to say. You know, the worst thing you can do is completely close yourself off from all outside perspective, you know, because I mean, 
how you hear it and how the general public hears it are going to be completely different. So if you like, let's say like we were to show our song to, um, I don't, we, we have several friends that we show our shit to, um, and get pointers from. And, um, if we were to just, if one of them was like, Hey, yeah, no, that's, uh, that just doesn't sound good. Like try this, 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 and like, well, fuck, you know, man, this is how it is. You know what I mean? Like you gotta be open to it. Absolutely. It's if you can't take constructive criticism, this is just not the fucking industry for you to be in by any means whatsoever. Lost circus broken shadows. absolutely true that is absolutely true um guys 
Thank y'all so much for sitting in with the Mosh Pit. Really enjoyed talking to you guys, picking your brains on music and what you guys have been up to. Yeah. Thanks for having yeah, us. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, before you guys leave, uh, tell everybody where they can find you, plug all your socials and anything you got coming up. George. Uh, so like I said, we're going to have a new song coming out soon. Uh, I'll leak, leak the name, the leak of the, the, the name of the song is a uh, moonlight. Uh, again, that should be coming out within the next like, two months, but we'll, we'll post more about it when it's officially, officially announced. Um, but for now, like stream, all of our music, you know, we're on Spotify. You could find us on, on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, the whole, you know, all, all the social medias you can think of, like we're probably there. Uh, it'd just be like slash Wither Decay on, on any of those or Wither Decay band, but I doubt it's that. I'm pretty sure it's just Wither Decay on everything. I can't remember. Um, but yeah, go stream Cold Embrace. Uh, that's our latest single. We're super stoked on it. We're super proud of it. Um, but yeah, that's that's it. And we're on all streaming platforms too. I think we're on Title. We're on Apple Music. We're on. Does we're anyone even shit. use Title? I think a lot of people use Title. Oh, nice. Jay Z uses Title. Hey, doesn't he own it though, or is that Kanye? All right, is it Kanye? Shit, I thought it was Jay Z. I, I don't know. Jay-Z. One of them. One of Jay-Z. one of them. Very cool, Kanye. <laughs> <laughs> find us nice well thank you guys i hope you guys have a great rest of your day and you too yeah you as well we will definitely catch up again maybe six months to a year from now see what's going on see what's changed see what's new yeah that'd be dope cool all right cool well thank you guys and um i'll talk to you later all right see later, dude. Cool. thanks